Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Grande Gang TV. Um, here at Grande Gang, it's our mission to inspire you to get the most out of life and do things grande, meaning big Spanish. Um, we here at Grande Gang TV, we just uh, we bring on guests to inspire you and help to provide you with new perspective in life, so that you can continue to live grande and um, and just get the most out of life. And so today here we have the privilege of speaking to Ms. Tar, um, the CEO and founder of ForStackersOnly.com, um, one of probably the most well-rounded women you'll ever meet as far as business, um, life knowledge. Uh, this is a woman who's very impactful to me personally. She's um, a big reason of why Grande Gang is a thing. A lot of her knowledge and information has put me in a position to be able to, to execute. And that's really, that's really always her thing. So that's really what I learned from her. So hopefully you can take away some of that execution today. Um, uh, we're going to ask her to introduce herself and tell us a little bit more about herself. Hello, hello. How are we doing today? Uh, you know, my name is Tara, is what he said before. Um, I do a lot, so I kind of don't really say, oh, I'm, I'm this or I'm that. But uh, I kind of, I work in the film industry. I'm also a real estate investor, all around hustler. Um, I just have a really keen eye for hustling and a keen eye for investments and other things like that. So I just try to do what works for me and try to help other people along my journey. And you do, you do, you do reach a lot of people. In my experience, I've a lot of my friends I've met on Twitter, we all kind of look up to you. So you definitely do a great job of influencing people. Well, thank you. Oh, 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 no doubt, no doubt. Um, when I, um, you know, whenever I say somebody impacts me, I really do mean that. And I really do kind of, you know, think about the, th the things that you and Hugo say, and it really kind of keeps me on track sometimes and it keeps me disciplined because, you know, Twitter is where I spend most of my time. So it's not. You know, it's so crazy because, like, in another world, I think, like, Hugo is, like, a cousin of mine or, like, a brother of mine or something because <laughs> it's wild because we have the same mindset and we say a lot of the same things. And, like, I equate a lot of things back to hustling and, like, different scenarios that I grew up in and he do he does the same thing and so we all like even when I first came up with the whole for stackers only and I talked to him like we were all kind of on like the same page and I was like yo <laughs> this is crazy that you did you know stack the the stack the SDL stack don't lag and you got everybody stacking their money and everything and I started FSO and got everybody on the knowledge and like made it free and we kind of just helped promote each other you know and uh just it just turned out to be I mean I always knew it was going to be like a really big thing because we already had a lot of people kind of like following and mm -hmm. kind of joining in but I, I didn't realize you know FSO was going to get this big this fast I think I've done I think in the first year first 12 months we had like 11 11 or 13 million hit individual hits to the website wow uh over 10,000 stackers it's like 11,000 people on FSO right now oh wow um which is crazy because they all everybody that's on FSO came from Twitter, and to have eleven thousand people, which is half of my followers, <laughs> on my site, it's just pretty crazy. You know, it's it's amazing actually. That that's really amazing. That's a that's a fifty percent conversion rate, and that's damn near unheard of. You know, it's it's great that you've been able to build such an encompassing brand, such a a brand that's been able to impact so many people. And, and that's why I like, I don't, that's why I make it a habit to, you know, big up you guys. Cause I think sometimes, cause even with me being a young successful person, I know you guys may kind of forget about the true impact on people. 19. 
For real? I'd be just so in shock when people say they're like 18 or 19 and they like follow me and stuff. How did y'all find me? <laughs> <laughs> I was just um, through Hugo, I think. I was just on Twitter one day and um, I saw he retweeted something and it was you saying something. You was getting on somebody's ass. It was some life lesson. And I was just like, you know what? I like the way you think. I like the way you think. Cause so I, I did you, you seen the thread the other day then about anybody mm-hmm. 18 to 21? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I peep all those threads that you put out. I I, I look at them. I catalog the information. I'm on all that shit. Like I want to do it all. Like I'm trying to get into. Like I got the mobile home book from you, like last month. So I'm trying to get into it. Hopefully by the end of this quarter, go ahead and get that started. And yeah, then- but don't let the mobile homes like limit you. Mm-hmm. And the way the reason I say that is because people are always tell me like I want to get into mobile homes, I want to focus on mobile homes, da da da, and it's it's a great thing to focus on. But what I learned for from being in mobile homes is it helps you get out in the country and you see more. This is like recently I got more into like Landale. Shout out to P, my girl P. Uh, I got into Landales because of her and being already in the mobile home industry and knowing the country like the back of my hand because I've been out there and I was always looking at these uh, these uh, mobile home parks and I was always mm-hmm. just like traveling out to different zip codes. It helped me in my regular real estate game because with mobile homes, it's hard to find people and it's hard to figure out who's the owner because mm-hmm. it is, there's mm-hmm. no property records or tax records. I mean, they're tax records, but they're harder to find. They're not just yeah, like I was up reading in public. That in the book. It was, it's, they're mm-hmm. more like cars. Like, it's, they're more like, yeah, cars. it's like trying to find the owner of a car and the car is parked in the back of a Walmart parking lot, mm-hmm. you know? And so it forces you to be a lot more resourceful and it forces you to kind of dig a little bit deeper, which kind of made me better at, you know, just, looking for regular single family homes or looking for land or anything like that. But definitely, definitely once you read it and you realize, okay, this is what I want to do. You can get into mobile homes, but still keep that door open because you're like, now I got this knowledge. I can always use it on other things. Like I apply that to every part of my life. You probably know that like knowledge is power. The more, you know, the better you can be. You know, I, when I got into home, like my home inspectors license last summer, the first thing I did was look at how to inspect mobile homes. Do I want to be a mobile home inspector? Not really. I did it because I wanted to be able to be better at inspecting the homes that I was going to be purchasing so I can make a better offer. Yep. And it's all about what I found in my experience is all about vertically integrable skills. So like uh-huh. Ari's big on that. She really, I've heard that concept before in my business dealings, but I never really understood it and Ari really explained it well to me. It's just getting skills that will help you be better at the things you're already good at because you can always be better at something. And mm-hmm. the more you master one thing, the more, the better, and the, the better you'll be at mastering other things. And also you may even master a lot, a lot of things faster because mm-hmm. you took the time to really devote yourself to one skill because it's about building discipline. And that way yeah. you approach every skill the same. You have about the same approach. You know what, how you're going to get to it and you just do it. That's that. That's yep. what life is about. And that's why on this podcast, I want to bring um, so many people like yourself that embody this because that's really what I want the, the listeners to, to really take home is life is what you make it. If you want something out of life, all you have to do is go get it. And the way you go get it is by discipline, hard work and understanding what you're doing and how you're doing it, acquiring knowledge. And 
and that's exactly why I wanted you on here because they're believe me if they're not gonna understand anything is going they're gonna understand the value of knowledge and hard mm-hmm. work because I mean like a lot of people say like you do this you do that you do everything right and people don't realize that everything I do ties into everything else it all comes back full circle or everything that I've learned has helped me benefit me in like my individual life like me you know getting a dealer's license and trying to learn the car industry was not so I could sell more cars and stuff like that yeah I'm gonna flip box trucks and things like that and yeah I'm gonna you know I've done it before but it's like it wasn't for that it was for me personally because I want to know you know the car industry I want to know that what I'm paying is a good deal just because you, know? you want to know like I, I feel like we just because I want to know yeah just like we really live know. in a generation like we're so a lot of people are so used to into instant gratification shout out big hugo you feel me mm-hmm. instant gratification is a disease because everybody just like damn just tell me what i need to do to make some money and one thing i learned from following behind you guys like and learning about stocks and investing is bro you really got to take the time to learn this shit if you really mm-hmm. want to do it this is not something that you can read an article on and just magically get good at like nobody yep. does it like that like don't believe that shit they're, they're lying to you if they say that everything that i'm good at i've been doing for years mm-hmm. yeah and, and you just and I, I tell people a lot of times the reason why it's important to build discipline is because you'll find that you learn the same from doing you learn the same lesson from doing some shit six years ago than you learn from doing something that you did now because it was the same in principle. The principle of what you were doing was the same. And since you've already been through it before, you know exactly what to do and exactly how to go about it. And that's what's important. Yeah. It's like when you when you do things repetitively, one thing I liked about the, I, the Carter Three documentary, I don't know if you've ever seen that, Carter Three documentary uh, from Lil Wayne. And there's a part in the documentary where he talks about repetition. He goes repetition, 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 repetition. He just keeps repeating it, and you know, like that. You know, that's how you become better. I forgot the the, the actual quote, but he just kept he keeps repeating repetition, 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 mm-hmm. and he dr- basically like to drill into your head. You know, that is how you become better. You know what I'm saying? And when he said that, it kind of like it really stuck with me. Mm. He says, repetition is the father of learning. That's what he said. He said, repetition, repetition, repetition. Repetition is the father of learning. And like, when you do something repeatedly, it it, it sticks with you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, a, it's like- It becomes a learning. habit. Yeah, it becomes mm-hmm. a habit. And that's, and, that's, and that's what a lot of people miss out in like building discipline. They're like, well, how can I build discipline? You build healthy habits. So for example- one good exercise to help build discipline on a small scale. Every day you mm-hmm. wake up, stretch, drink water, make your bed in that order. Do that every day for 30 days. And I guarantee you, you'll notice that you'll have greater overall self-discipline because it's all about the repetition of training mm-hmm. yourself to do something when it's time to do it. You're getting out of procrastination. That's going to help with your anxiety. Coming from somebody with anxiety is going to help with your execution. It's going to help with your business. It's going to help with clarity. It's just going to help you navigate life easier. And, and you know, while we're talking about this, a lot of people, you know, out there aren't, like I said, aren't as familiar with you. 
even though you may be, um, we may have a following on the Twitter space. I feel like a lot of our, our, our listeners for the first time aren't really too familiar with us on Twitter. Where did you learn these foundations of principles within the world? Like, where did you really, <laughs> you, you mentioned the Carter three. So I imagine, you know, that's like a blimp on the, on the time. Where did I, where did I start to become, uh, let's see, one, my family is Chinese Jamaican. I have three Jamaican grandparents and one Chinese grandparent. So it's like ingrained oh, in my oh, DNA. <laughs> so it's like, it, it's not something that it was like, when did you start? It's like, it started at, at like birth. Like they're like, my father is the same exact way. He doesn't give up. He's very, very like, my father is very stern. I'm more of a jokester. So he's very, very serious, but he's mm-hmm. me, but a serious me, you know, like he's, always on top of his stuff you know he's always working da, 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 right mm-hmm. you know my it's just I, I don't know my family is like that <laughs> I'm not gonna say every family member is like that for the most part like my family is like but 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 it's like a reoccurring theme in the family like everybody in some way shape or form like they get to it uh well let's say okay so there's no slackers in my family I'll put mm-hmm. it like that right yeah. but I'm not gonna say everybody in my family is exactly like me on some like yeah, yeah, no, crazy, no, I, on I, a crazy like, you know, in their own way, you know what I'm saying? In their own, yeah, in their own, way. yeah, in their own they way, yeah, in their, own their way. passion. Because so. you know, people look at me as like the craziest one in the family. Like, okay, yeah, there's Sarah, she go hard. You I, know, can, like, I can, I, I can see, see that. I can see that. But and then there's like, you know, my grandmother is the same way, refuses to retire. You know, but everybody's not like that. But there are no like slackers in my family. You know, my cousin is exactly like me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so it just depends on like who you who you talking to exactly but i mean that's good that you that you have such strong roots and such a strong family and people that that maybe they can't you know relate exactly to you know what you're doing because like you say you might be the that you know they think you they you might be the crazy one but you have people that you have a strong base of people that are hardworking, because it seems like a lot of times in the world like a lot of people they're really kind of the first in their family or the only one in their family, especially in, 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 in the American community. Like it's kind of, it's hard to find those good, strong roots. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's gotta yeah, be. Yeah. I mean, like, let's see, there's a lot of firsts for my family. I would say, you know, there's not a lot of people in my family like had a lot growing up. So let's the little that they do have, they worked really, really hard from it. You know, they came here from another country and, you know, we're able to, like, buy a house and at least, you know, put their kids, put their kids in a better neighborhood than what they would have had back home, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me to do the things that I'm doing, yeah, it's a first on a lot of scales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my grandmother, I, you know, my I grandmother's already been heavy and, re- you know, sh- she's already been in real estate because she bought a, a fourplex in New York. And she's, oh, wow. you know, she's been a, a landlord since, like, the 80s or the early 90s oh wow that's cool as hell so so you've already you know so you have a family member that's been in the real estate for what about 50 years now 50 years no uh let's see like nine, i want to say my grandmother bought that in like 1990 oh in 1990 okay and then let's see my uncle he is uh heavy in real estate he has a couple multi-families in boston downtown boston oh wow okay so those are the only two people in my family that are like real estate, you know? And then there's my mm-hmm. aunt. 
she is the one that really kind of got me into real estate and she's a real estate broker but out of that there's like everybody else is kind of just like as far as real estate goes they bought a house like a personal house you yeah know? But, but nobody in my family commercial. is in the film industry yeah nobody in my family is in the film industry like a lot of the stuff that i'm doing is kind of like newer it's i mean mobile homes is old but it's not really something that they would have been invested in you know mm-hmm. and so same with like uh my you know fso and like having an online store e-commerce store and running a brand and you know that in that aspect that, that's all new yeah like that's like that that's how it is for me like in my family, um, I'm the eldest uh, of six kids, but my, my situation is super weird. So like the owning, just owning a business period is just something that's foreign. Like both my parents are, are hard workers, but they're, they both, they're both career people. So they've, mm-hmm. they've always been hustlers, you know what I'm saying? But it, it got to a point to where my career, you know, they worked hard enough in, in their careers to where that's all they had to do was work their career and then try and enjoy their time off. So the whole being an entrepreneur thing is new to me because we've always been a hustling family. Like my grandma is still is the candy lady. Gloria have everything from hot snack cakes to beer, to hot pickles, to pig feet, uh-huh. all that. So we definitely just get to it. But like, like you said, a lot of this is just new. Like it's just new, especially a clothing brand. Like my uh-huh. family, we're more workers and it's kind of odd to see me especially become the artistic one like I have a you know really an apparel oriented business and that's not really something anybody in my family would do you know my my auntie she knits like she crochets um for people so I guess that counts as well but Mm -hmm. nothing like you said like e-commerce nothing of the sort yeah it's all it's all new a lot of the things that I do are pretty new to my family like telling my grandmother, you know, like, oh, grandma, like I wrote a book and, you know, uh, I sold a lot <laughs> and I told mm-hmm. her how much I sold. And she was like, wait, what? Like, that's <laughs> like yearly salary. And you wrote that? And I'm like, yeah, like the first person in my book, you know, to have something like that. So I guess there's a lot of firsts. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, my sister, she went to real estate school. She didn't go to a traditional four year college. My mom, uh, I think she's, my mom has like an associate's degree. My dad went to community college. So you can say I'm the first one in that lineage like that went to a four-year school and I'm about to finish here soon. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm the first one to, my mom was going, um, but then she got pregnant and then my, my, my dad was in the military. So I'm yeah, the first. Yeah, a lot of people, my, my yep. yeah, not the same. Yeah, same, kind of the same situation Mm -hmm. a lot of people in my family have like licenses or certs and yeah instead of instead of you know there's nobody yeah traditional degrees there's not many people i don't think there's anybody that has a traditional degree everybody went to like a a trade school it was just i mean i I push trade schools i love trade schools oh yeah oh yeah big like i i would even ask you i wanted to ask you do you know anything uh extra about the you said you're I can't, I can't remember which family member. I think you said your cousin or your aunt. They went to real estate school. Could Do you know anything about that? Could you elaborate on that? So my, my sister went to real estate oh, school. Oh, your sister, my okay. Went, my aunt went to real estate school as well. Um, I can't really elaborate on that because I don't know too much mm-hmm. past. I want to say my sister went, uh, no, 
I, I forgot where she went. But uh, you go through like a school. Uh, don't quote me on this. I don't know anything about getting mm-hmm. a real estate license because I have avoided it. But I'm pretty sure you can take different courses like online or in person and then you kind of study for the test. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, uh, there's not, I don't think there's like a state regular, there's state required classes. Like you have to take like a required hour of classes, I think. Yeah. Like, like a set number, but there's no like set curriculum. Yeah. There's not like a set place where you have okay. to go. Um, and then they have a licensing exam. I believe. Okay. Don't quote me on any of this. I mean, I'm a I'm an investor. I don't I don't want an like, <laughs> real estate license, so I've always never looked at this. <laughs> no, I'm but, just going off of what I remember when my sister was getting her license. I just remember uh, her studying a lot at the house and like it, going no to like study man. sessions. It's no worries at all. Just I just want to you know get the knowledge out there for the for the listeners because I, I'm a big advocate for trade schools too. Because like you said, growing up, you know, my mom and my dad. You know, they went back. My dad is going back to school um, while he's in the military, but, you know, they're they do fine without degrees. So I push trade school because the reality of it is a lot of people, you could put yourself in a better position if you were to go Mm -hmm. to a trade school for two years. Like even with me, I just graduated high school a couple of years ago, not even it'll be two years ago in June. So really like about a year and a half. So I have a classmate that is already working a job like he already worked has an HVAC job in Hampton Roads like immediately mm-hmm. after graduation yeah you can HVAC at uh I want to say Georgia Perimeter College which is now Georgia State used to be like a six-month program no no not George GPC uh the tech call Atlanta Tech mm-hmm. it is like a six-month program wow so it's not it's not that long um as far as like those kind of trade schools I think those are some of the best programs he, there are. He went to a, community a lot of them college. are free. He went yeah, to a, a lot of them are free. College. Yeah, and a lot of them are free. Yeah, shout out to him. He knows. Like, he knows who he is. Georgia Piedmont here in Georgia, Georgia Piedmont College has a whole bunch of tuition free programs. They teach you like automotive repair and like all these other stuff, and mm-hmm. they're all tuition free. Oh wow! It's just a, a lot of yeah. It's just a lot of people don't know about them and they don't look into them like if I wanted to become a real estate agent I would hop on Google right now and be like how to become a real estate licensed real estate agent in the state of Georgia and then usually the Georgia licensing website will pop up for I forgot what divisions it is but they handle all the licenses for like real estate professionals and insurance agents and every other license you can get with the state you know? Okay. Yeah, it's like it's and like one. Or... It's like two. It's like one office that has like two or three different divisions. Like insurance okay. has its own division, and they license all the insurance agents and adjusters. Then there's like another license office. Like the mobile home department has a mobile like the installer license you can get depending on what state you have. It's different licenses. Um, real estate licenses. Uh, I'm, my mind is blanking. There's so many other licenses you can get within the state that you find on these websites it just depends on what state you live in because every state is different on how they structure their websites mm-hmm. but you just go on the website and it'll say like uh, I want to say like resident agent uh, resident adjuster or something like that for the state of Georgia and then you 
what I do, what I suggest for everybody, if you're trying to figure something out, just work backwards. You know, it says, okay, well, go to the website, you know, Google how to become an insurance agent or how to become an insurance adjuster or, you know, how to become this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, look, it'll give you, look for the information. Yeah. And then as soon as you find a website or there's usually like wiki how or mm-hmm. how to, and it'll give you a Yeah, it's like howto.com. Yeah, and then you go to that state website, and usually the state website has an application, and just about every application I've ever got from the state of Georgia has a requirements page, Mm -hmm. and it'll tell you exactly what you need to get that application passed, whether it's an application to get a license, whether it's an application to get a gun license, or application to get a permit, on the front page of that application, and I'm sure Georgia isn't the only state that does this, it'll tell you everything you need, like when I, the car dealer's license, Mm-hmm. it's all you know like you need to have this you need to have that you need to have a lot you need to have an office that you can be visited at you need to have a landline it told you everything you need to become to get your dealer's license in the state of georgia so you can go buy cars from auction so it's all listed right there on the application so for those so, of y'all in georgia be please you know take that information here excuse me Tara, i don't mean to cut you off no but, are you all good but but please um take heed to that information um well, i'll probably end up linking the website no, no. in the description um not just door no don't like look you get don't create lazy people <laughs> you got don't create lazy people it's Damn, very she said, simple she it's, said y'all got to get it out the mud it's very simple and it's very easy all they have to do is listen you go to your state you type in whatever state you live in if you live in let's say you live in nevada right you type in nevada what else do you want to figure out about nevada let's say you want to get a gun license in nevada you say nevada gun license application right you type that into google I guarantee you within the first five results, there's going to be an official state or, you know, website, a federal or state website that tells you everything you need to do. For the most part, I haven't really had an application or something like that, a form that I pull up and there's not some form of instruction. Even with the mobile homes, there's an instruction on how to become a mobile home installer and they tell you, you got to take a certain amount of hours of classes and da 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 whatever. It tells you everything. So if they want to know, okay, how do I get my license to become a real estate agent in my state? You need to go California real estate agent license. And and then you can put application at the end if you want to get specific, or you can just say how to get my California real estate agent license, you know? And then Mm -hmm. you're going to see government pages. The reason why I tell you don't create lazy people is because the more these, the more links these people click, the more they figure it out, you know? Yeah, it, you know it, the process if of you, it. It, Yeah, if you just tell somebody exactly, you know, give them down to the last link, they're never going to look at anything else. And when they don't look at anything else, they might not realize that the PDF that you sent them was an application from two years ago that is no longer valid. There's a new application, but if they were to look, check the website, because this happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... and People be like, hey, can you send me that application that you use? And I used it a year and a half ago and I'll send it to them. And they'll be like, yo, you gave me the wrong application. I'm like, well, if you would have never asked me, you just went on the website yourself and looked. Exactly. I didn't know there was an updated application. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just, it's not really, it's, yeah, it's just, it's not really trying to gatekeep or anything. We're giving you the information. It's just telling you, like, yo, you got to go do the work for yourself. You got to go on your state's website and get familiar with dealing with your state site. Because you know, you're going you to have to do it in your dealings. You're, like, that, yeah. that, that's what people think to forget. Like, it's not like high school. You're not going to 
you know, learn this information and then never use it again. No, you're going to have to continuously go to this website. Yeah, exactly. If you want to be a business owner, you know, um, yeah, later on down the line, hire somebody to do that shit. But you got to learn how to maneuver the Secretary of State's website, plain and simple. If you want to run a business in your state, you got to know how to work the Department of Revenue's website. It's just, you know, those are those are things that you, because if you're going to pay taxes, state taxes, in the state of Georgia, we have the Georgia DOR. That's the Department of Revenue. I know exactly where that building is. I know how to get there. <laughs> I know what floor to go to that deals with small businesses and everything. That's just because, like, if you're a small business owner, these are things that, you know, you need to know so you can put yourself in a better it, position. It's a part of your business. It's a part of your business. It is. It is. Like, you know, the the way I look at it, I'm like, look, y'all know everything about everybody else, right? You got all the time in the world Mm -hmm. to follow everybody on Instagram, follow everybody on Twitter. Shit. Go follow the Georgia Department of Revenue's uh, Twitter page. They don't update. Go get some updates about an application waiver. There you go. And and like, I I, I tell people, they're like, oh, you just being sarcastic. I'm like, no, like the way I had to learn is because I had to immerse myself in that. Like I started getting on the Secretary of State's website. I started getting on the, uh, Division of Housing and Ur- Urban Housing and Development. Uh, I forgot the, the full name of that website. But basically, they deal with every, all things real estate and housing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's how you learn about, you know, mobile homes and what are the laws and different things for your state. And, you know, I just had to start going to different websites when I start when I got into real estate. I had to get on uh, different counties, have different uh, property tax websites so depending on what county you're in you have to find like is it's Fulton County, DeKalb County, Cobb County, Gwinnett County, Henry County, Clayco you got to find out which county you're in and you have to figure out their county website and then you have to go to a, some counties say property search some counties say record search some counties say parcel search <laughs> some counties will just have an owner search or some counties will just say uh, search and then you click on the search button and then you can pick your parameter is like you want to search by owner, search by address, search by parcel number. And the only reason I know this is because I did it myself, you know, and when people are like, well, how do I do this? And I'm like, I know you're not actually trying because if you actually try, you would figure it out. You would figure out that if you look up, a, you just go look property records Atlanta and it'll tell you if you're looking up a property in the city of Atlanta, you have to know is that property in DeKalb County? Or is that property in Fulton County? Like that's stuff that you have to know when you go to make your business deal because Yeah. But this is just something I, I, I figured out while I was looking for properties and looking mm-hmm. for owners and trying to crunch numbers and stuff like that. And people are like, Well, how do you know this? How do you know that they, they pay taxes? I'm like, look, if you're actually trying to do your due diligence, right? Mm-hmm. You would know after about maybe tw- I would say I'm going to be generous for people and say five minutes, but maybe after about a 60 seconds of Googling, you will figure out that in order to find the property records for a, a, a house in the state of Georgia, it's going to fall up under the county website, mm-hmm. right? And, and you would so you just type in property records. Yeah, you would know if you did it yourself, like how to find the property records for a house in Atlanta and it'll tell you like you got to go to this site how do you find the property tax records like most sites in the state of Georgia on the county website they have a link that says taxes or property taxes right mm-hmm. we click that it'll tell you all the tax information on the house if they're behind when the last time they paid their taxes the when they got their tax bill everything it'll tell you everything right there 
So that's why I always get people. I'm like, yo, that's why I'm always yelling about Google and stop asking first page Google questions because you're not actually doing the work. You took you put more effort into typing out that tweet and asking that person about it than you actually literally did exactly yourself. literally by the time yeah. they could respond, you could have looked it up and read it for yourself. Like think of most yeah. people don't think about that. Think about that if you're listening. Think about when you type a tweet, it's take you about thirty seconds to type the tweet. It's going to take them about anywhere from a minute to five minutes to see it on average. You could have typed mm-hmm. that into Google and looked it and up. And then respond to You could have already typed it and been on with the rest of your life. You wasted and you, time. You could have found out double that information in that same time. You wasting time. Look, you depending on what I, somebody else say. And why would yeah, you even take I, somebody This happened to me the other day. <laughs> happened to me the other day. I said, I'm watching. There's, there's key words in this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm watching a new samurai documentary a Japanese samurai documentary on Netflix. Three people asked me for the name of it and the link. I literally said, I'm watching a, a new, new samurai. Japanese samurai on documentary Netflix. on Netflix. If you type in Japanese samurai documentary and you have a Netflix account, there is a 99% chance it's going to be in the top row. And, and and you know people think that's you know smug or it's whatever but you no. know think, man, sometimes people just don't want to pull out a go a damn link to everything because nine times out of ten if i'm watching on netflix it's on the fucking ps4 so you want no, and I, I, i'm gonna tell you why i didn't like it why i don't do this right because mm-hmm. one time i did that it was like five people six people asking for the link right i answered one person the rest of them got mad and kept asking and i was like you know what i'm not doing this shit no more because now I feel bad if I don't individually hey, go tell everybody what the link is, right? Because most people don't use Twitter how we use Twitter, right? If I click on a tweet, I'm going to look under the tweet. I'm going to click on the tw- quote tweets, and I'm going to do my own due diligence. It's like, if I see an interesting conversation, like people talking about, they're like, perfect example, two months ago, people were talking about NFTs, two months ago. I follow a lot of people like deep in crypto and trading Twitter. They was on NFT mm-hmm. back in January, right? I clicked on a tweet. And in five minutes and a couple of quote tweets and looking through their replies and click on the website that he gave the other dude, I figured out what an NFT was and like what they were talking about and all that, right? And if you want to know and what an NFT like, is, go look that shit up. Go look that shit up. NFT, right? So I'm like, okay, you know, why don't people use Twitter in this way? I don't understand it. Like y'all are nosy about everything else, but you're not like nosy about this like be nosy about some knowledge yo be nosy about information <laughs> like look at people's tweets when they talk when somebody talks about something or somebody says yo that's crazy or they'll be like yo i didn't know that right or somebody will tweet like mm-hmm. man i didn't know that that's crazy i will go back click on their profile and look at their timeline and it's usually yeah, like just a re- to just as, it's usually like a retweet or something and like that's twitter that's why your pages are public it's like a, a, a that's public the point. display you learn you learn it's, so much it's a public discussion board bro to to teach you perspective and that's un, it, like all of this all of this that we're talking about is really just examples of your journey bro like life is a journey life is about figuring it out so if you want to figure out your life you have to actively participate in that you can't passively participate in you know social media and be like oh yeah i'm getting to the bag when you're retweeting what the fuck ari and money bag yo was saying all day bro like go 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 out and find some shit that you want to find go find some knowledge you want to find you can do it you are the captain of your own fate my nigga like you can do this 
So you just need to go out there and find it. And that's what all this is about. That's what all these examples is about. It's just about reminding you that you are in control of this shit and you can go get it. It's up to you. It's up to you. But speaking of go getting, like, so we, we've mentioned for stackers only um, a couple of times, but I really wanted to get into it and just talk to you um, about, you know, where did for stackers only come from? Like, at what point in your life, like, what not, excuse me, not at what point in your life, but where, where did the idea come from and what inspired you to really, you know, First, it came from uh, Hugo always saying, like, stacking, 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 stacking. Because I've always had that motto, always stack your money, always stack your money. You know, stacking mm-hmm. is a word. That's a word that's been in my dictionary, my vocabulary for a long time. And so when he, you know, started putting an emphasis on it, like, every day and stacked on lack and all that, uh, you know, I was just like, and, you know, I kind of want to do something with that. So I talked to him and I, I told him about the idea that I came up with. He was like, yo, that's dope. Like, you know. Know, to put out free information for people and kind of like have somewhere they can put all this together and so summer of what 2019 I kind of put it together and I really didn't drop it until September I just kind of dropped the email list and kind of had some emails mm-hmm. people was like people was kind of fucking with it like and teased so it a little bit. The, mm-hmm, and I dropped that website and people loved it you know and you know the rest is kind of history it's a, a free source for everybody to kind of use and really like 90% of the links on there are links that I dropped out of my computer, like bookmarked links, um, mm-hmm. links that I had just in my pocket, just in my pocket app that I had saved. They're and great. They're this- honestly great coming from, you know, me being on the site and me being subscribed, like for stackers only, like it's, it's a great website. Those links are great. You did, a, you did an excellent job on it. Thank you. Yeah, you did an excellent job. And I I try to add links as I go. My life is just really, really busy and hectic. So it's hard for me to keep up with FSO and everything else that I do. And because, you know, this is the part where people, they don't understand. They don't see They're like, oh, you do so much. And it's like, okay, I got to work at 8 a.m. today. Um, I got off at like 8 (laughs) p.m. I chill for a little bit. And then now I'm doing the podcast right now. This is like every day when I get home, I'm either doing homework or I've got to call somebody or I got to do something, you know, there's always something that never needs to be done. It, never it just stops. never stops. And so like my, my whole days, like even when I have weekends, like my weekend, like I'll be in my head like two or three days before the weekend. I'm like, okay, I got to get up. I got to get my hair done. I got to go here. Mm-hmm. I got to go drop this off. I got to go to Home Depot. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got an appointment at four o'clock. I got to do this. I'm, I can swing by there, you know, and like, before I know it, my whole weekend is gone and I'm back at work. And then I'm at work trying to figure out, okay, well, when I go on lunch, I can knock this phone call out or I can do this and I got to contact this person. And it's not that I, I don't like it because I do. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's not always fun, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not at all. Yeah, I love being productive, but it's not always it's not always fun when sometimes, you know, like... And that's where discipline comes in. Yeah, and that's where the discipline comes in, because like some, like a lot of times, like I work on the weekends, and a lot of times I want to just lay on my couch and watch college basketball or watch college football. Just and, chill like, all do day. Nothing, all day, and I, I don't have that luxury because I, myself, am obligated to go take care of this, this, and this. And like you know, I have my self care times. Like every week, I make it a point to hit the spot. Like I hit the spot every weekend because I work so yeah. much. 
That, that, that's a but, great practice. Yeah, every weekend I go to the spa. That's my that's my, my gift to myself because you know I don't go out. I don't spend money on frivolous things and things like that. But I book my spa day every week. Yeah, and it 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 works for me. Yeah, that, that, that's good. I, I everybody listening, you should have one day where even if you know you can't get a half a day, just a night where you find Look, something get, to do to relax. I get like two, three to out, two, three hours every weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm at the spa. Mm-hmm. My phone is off. Needed. And I'm getting a, I'm getting a foot massage, a full body massage, scrub, all of that. I'm chilling, and Needed. like it, it works. It works for me because like you know I'm on my feet all day, between mm-hmm. film. When I'm not doing film, I'm driving for dollars. I'm at one of my uh, one of my mobile homes, or I'm looking for land, or I'm at the house hunched over my computer looking for something, or I'm trying to I'm trying to always make something you know, flip. Always, always doing something. Always try to make something shake. I I re- I'm sorry. This is so funny to me because that's literally all I'm trying to do right now is just. Well, once you once you realize you can make a certain amount of money in a certain amount of time. Then you start to challenge yourself to to mm-hmm. do other things like it's a branch. I out. challenged my yeah. I challenged myself in at the end of twenty nineteen to do one ten thousand dollar profit day in twenty twenty. You know, and I did three of them. And so now I'm like laughing at myself. And I'm like, damn, I'm trying to do three twenty k profit days. You know, just throw out something crazy. That just way, to I see can what actually I, just to, you know challenge myself. myself. I didn't challenge myself with that first one, obviously. So now I'm about to really challenge myself. And if I fall short. That's it's okay because I still it's a did real better challenge. Than I did. It wasn't no, yeah, you know it wasn't no bullshit, you know. And so, for me personally, you know, a lot of people they don't like the fact that I encourage people to work a lot and do this, do that. And I, I encourage people to unfollow me all the time. Like, if this is not for you, like, I encourage you to unfollow me. But like, if you want to be great, you got to do great shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, great yeah, is bro. not eight hours a day, clocking in, clocking out. You know what I'm saying, and being content with that. As that's not how this, that's not how this that's shit not works. Like, and that's I, and not I hope how this shit works. And I hope people don't yeah. think that that this is that my my life is like that. Like no, bro, my life is just as big. No, as I've been productive all day. People, yeah, and I, I like people, and people don't understand that. Like I've been in their shoes. You know, like I've worked. I worked. I used to work at this place called the Cheesecake Factory, not the Cheesecake Factory, like the restaurant. But mm-hmm. an actual cheesecake factory where we make like, the crust. Like dessert. Oh, okay, okay. We make the crust, like we shape the crust for cheesecakes. Like somebody else fills it up, and these things get packaged and they get shipped out to grocery stores all over and frozen yeah. or whatever, right? Like, like a distribution center. Yes, I used to work. I used to have to go to work. Let's see, we make like twelve dollars an hour. I used to, have to go work at five a.m. and then I would get off work at five p.m. and then we get a thirty-minute lunch. Oh my god! Standing up the entire time shaping like graham cracker crust for cheesecakes like wow. i worked in an amazon warehouse before i used to work at waffle house before like i've done it all you know i worked in the restaurant industry from the time i was like 17 to the time i was like 25 20 let's see 20 no i want to say 26 going on 27 26 no <laughs> something like that because I was halfway into the restaurant industry, halfway into film. And like while I was in the restaurant industry, I was taking those side jobs at Amazon and taking these little side third shift jobs. Yeah, and just still constantly hustling. Because I, I was like, damn, I got to get some more money. Like, I got to get some more money. Yeah. This shit's not like, because I was bartending and stuff. But like when you bartending and you make like 150 here, 150 there, and then Friday and Saturday come, you make five, $600. It, it, it's not consistent. 
Yeah, you're still making like you still making like barely like fifty k a year. When you add up all the hours, yeah. Yeah, when you add up all the hours you work in, and like you know you're on your feet for that much. Like I work the same amount of hours now, and I make way more money than when I was bartending. Way less stress, way more benefit. Like you know, so it's just about figuring out okay how can I work smarter not harder that's one thing like this, my aunt taught me a lot a lot of things in my life like shout out to her she always teaches me stuff shout out and auntie. one thing one of the first lessons she ever t- taught me is like you know don't buy it unless you love it you know what I'm saying don't buy just be out here buying shit that you like because tomorrow you're not gonna like that shit no more mm-hmm. right but if you, love, if you love it right if you love it you feel like you can't leave here today without it buy it you know what I'm saying? Treat yourself, but don't just be out here, you know, buying stuff that you just like. You know, oh, I like it. I kind of like this. No. I mean, I heard bullshit. Right? And she would take me shopping. I, and I used to say that to her. She's like, all right, put it back. And I'd be like, no. She's like, oh, so you love it. And I'm like, no, I kind of like it. She's like, well, then put it back. And she <laughs> taught me that lesson. You know, really, it's like, it's, there's valuable lessons in, in a lot of that stuff. And It is, you, you know, know, it is what it is, and it's not what it's not, bro. Like, yeah. Uh, that's it, a great it, lesson to learn about life because second lesson she taught me that that yeah you there. can't dwell on <laughs> exactly the second most important lesson she ever taught me is work smarter not harder mm-hmm. because i i used to always say i'm work harder than all these motherfuckers and you know i work everybody da, 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 da. and she was like yeah but you're gonna kill yourself you need to work smarter not harder it's uh, about work how hard. You, i worked in yeah she not was about like, how yeah, much you can work but hard, you but you it. need to be the yeah, she need to be the smartest worker in the room. You can work harder than everybody else, but just make sure you work as smarter. You're the smartest worker. And that really, like, resonated with me because I'm like, okay, yeah, you got to outthink everybody. Not only outwork them, but you got to outthink them at the end of the day, you know? The most successful people I know still wake up every day and do something. And not saying, like, you got to wake up every day and work for the rest of your life and, oh, I hate it here, that type shit. Because I love my job. Even though I'm there all day, I love it. I love shooting mm-hmm. movies, love making TV shows. It's a great industry to be in, but it's like, like if you think work. that, yeah, if your goal is one day I'm going to wake up and never work and just not do anything, that's good. That's great. That's a great goal to have. I got that mm-hmm. same fucking goal. I'm going to wake up and do nothing, right? But you, you need to do what to it understand. takes to make it attainable. Exactly. You got to, okay, you trying to do that while you young and you a spring chicken and shit? What kind of work do you have to put in to get there? And then that's where people kind of fall off. We're like, I don't want to do that. We shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, we shouldn't have to work. Nobody should have well, to work. Well, too fucking bad. It, look, in my opinion, nobody should have to fucking work. Food should just appear out of nowhere like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory on the little microwave thing that they had. Like, but bitch, you know, this like it, exactly. It, but this, this is in a fantasy world. People right. live too much in a fantasy world. Like I could say in a fantasy world, you know, there's no women don't get you know raped and, and children aren't abandoned or orphaned but like we're not living in a fantasy world we live in reality so yeah, you have it, to kind of focus yeah. on reality okay you have to focus what on what, what it is exactly yeah not what it what it could be you know what i'm saying and I, I i hate to say that but people don't understand that they're like well we should have universal basic income and reparations and i'm like yeah i think everybody should get reparations everybody whose dna traces back to africa should get re- reparations i don't give a fuck Every single person. If your DNA trace back to Africa, you should get a check. Just Need because. It. Come on, money bag, Joe. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's in a perfect world. We're in a world where they don't give a fuck about that shit, right? So how are you going to get your family from point A to point B? You're going to keep complaining about the 40-hour work week and this you, you and that. You're going to keep waiting on somebody to do it for you. you that that you shit is never waiting. coming. And every year, 
they shit on niggas even more every single year. They shit on niggas even more, and niggas is still waiting around for some magical fairy to come because, through. Because and it's like and bro, save the day. And it's like people wait around, like a lot, of, a lot of black people especially, they wait around for help. But you do know there's people that have worked hard, like their entire life, and still haven't got, haven't got it, still haven't got what they desire. So you really yeah. think you finna get it waiting around when you can still do everything right and still not get there and still get set back and still have to start over? Like Yeah. And that don't, that don't even, that's not even the main point. That don't got nothing to do with it. It's like, in this world, it does not matter. Karma, I know people say, like, I believe in karma in, in a lot of cases, but when, when it comes to, like, on a grand scheme of things, you know, yeah, I believe you do per- people dirty. You know, dirty shit gonna happen to you. Does dirty shit happen to everybody that do people dirty? Nope. No. Do some people skate scot-free? Yep. Yes. You know, is some people gonna forever get away with the with the horrors they've done to black people? Yes. Mm-hmm. Get over it. That's life. You know what I'm saying? So how can you figure out how to get your family out of this situation? You know, you say, okay, I can literally sacrifice myself and i know a lot of people are not going to agree with this statement and i don't want them to agree with this statement i don't care if they do you know they can live their life how they want to but if you sacrifice yourself for one generation you can change the entire trajectory of your entire family for for five six generations that's that's one of my yes, goals like, for that's, forever that's how i think about it like if i like you know because I'm a college student. It's 930. I have a I don't even have class tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I should be out partying or you feel me trying to get in between. No, you shouldn't. When something. I was in college, you know what I was doing? This. Figuring so, out how something to use like this. eBay, figuring out how to use Craigslist. I was on the internet. Like me and my friends was on Twitter. Like I created my Twitter this summer after high school. We was on Twitter talking to random ass people who now are you know, rappers, athletes, hedge fund managers, traders, like, because everybody was just on Twitter, like, oh, this is a new site. Like, what is this? You know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we was just on, on, I don't know if they still have it, but on Friday nights, we used to sit in the dorm, we'd be on tra- chat roulette and he talking to random ass people in other countries and just I, be on Twitter. I heard, of that. I heard of that before. Yeah. And it'd be random people and it sometimes be some weirdos on there. But it'd just be like, oh, a chat roulette and you meet some like two random people in another country and y'all just start talking. Like I remember one time we got to talking, it was like five people in an LSU dorm room. Oh wow. and it was like, Hey, what school y'all go to? It was like, Yo, we go to Georgia Southern, like, yo, we go to LSU and like <laughs> so we just started talking about like parties on campus That's and lit. it was just That's so lit. random. And then we just got off the we chat roulette, like we just hit all right, see y'all later. Hope y'all have a good night, like three hours later. And they was turning up in our dorm room, dorm room. We was turning up in ours. But, like, you know, I don't – I'm not going to say you don't go out, don't have fun. Everybody have fun different ways. My idea of fun is different from everybody else's idea of fun, right? But there comes a point where you got to put that fun to the side. Exactly. And realize, okay, I got to do something different than everybody else. Because like, if you want to get somewhere you've never been, you got to do some shit you've never done. Yeah. I mean, I'm 28 years old. A lot of the people that I was in college with or da 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 they just now – trying to get on the shit that I was getting on when I was like 23, mm-hmm. 24. Like, Behind the curve. Oh, I'm living life. I'm living life at 20. I'm living life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not worried it, about it, that. It's not, I don't want to say it's sad to see, but it's almost, I don't want, it's not funny. It's just, it's, it's wild. Because like, you, you know, people that you went to college with, yeah, people that like, and I, I'm a year younger than 
the year I graduated with because I had a late birthday. Mm-hmm. And so they kept me, they made me start school a little bit. Uh, they tried to make me start school uh, later, but my mom wouldn't have it. So like I turned 18 after I graduated college. So when I was in school, everybody was always like a year older than me. And so like it's women that I noticed like 29, uh, you know, maybe got a couple kids or maybe has a kid or just now getting into a new career. Dudes that I know you know, just got a, you know, guy finally got a career or whatever. And now they're like, yo, I think I'm gonna hop into this or I'm gonna start this. There's nothing wrong with starting trading. Like there's nothing wrong with starting anything at any age. Yeah, at, at least you're starting. Just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, at least you're starting. But it's just like, it's just insane to see the trajectory like of how everybody kind of went. Mm. And everybody that was doing the same thing that I was doing, like, you know, getting into tech or, you know, looking it's at other to see options. The, the return on that investment that y'all invested. Yeah. Like, Every one of my friends that got into like real estate and like got into like anything real estate related or investment mm-hmm. related. They up right now. Is is up right now, right? And cool. then I got people that I went to school with that maybe stayed and was a fifth year, was there for five years, you know what I'm saying? Or you know, they kind of had to transfer to another school and finish up somewhere else, or they had to do something else, or like they just going through stuff after school and they was jumping job to job and they was always partying. No, just life happening. You know, their yeah. trajectory just changed, and there's nothing wrong with ju- that. Yeah, and they just stopped going to spring break at college like two years ago. Like we we 28, 29 years old, and they just now stopped going to spring break. You know, like they're just breaking. And now they like cycles. Yeah, and it's just like it, it's insane to see how fast people move along other journeys and how slow people move along because you know how you have 30 people that are in there like about to be 30 mm-hmm. that just want to open up their first investment account and then you have me who I've had an investment account since I was in my early 20s and I've always you know had this idea of doing all, everything that I'm doing now like I've always wanted to do you know besides I would say I never knew about mobile homes when I was 21 right mm-hmm. uh I knew about vending machines. Vending machines has always been something I wanted to get into since I was like a little kid. Yeah, I, I remember you talking line. about that on the on the timeline one time. I remember that thread. That was a yeah. Nice thread. Since I wanted to be like a little, since I was a little kid, I used to sell candy. So I was like, the next step up mm-hmm. to sell the candy. Yeah, the would be a machine. vending machine. I just never got one. I'm still got to hook up with uh Marcus. Who's yeah, my yeah first I got his machine. book. I got his book. It's it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. And so it's like there's a couple of things like I never saw myself getting into like you know I, I always knew I'd be in real estate I didn't know I'd be like flipping raw land you know mm-hmm. so it gets pretty intricate like I always loved the movie industry and I always knew like I want to do something in movies like stunts or something something crazy you know yeah. and I got into the industry I never knew I would be in like onset electrician or lighting technician I'd be programming lights and doing something never like that thought. like I never knew that that would be my job title and that would be something I even would remotely want to do, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, as you grow up, you evolve, you change, you you know, you learn new things. But as far as like, okay, if I was to look back, you know, look forward and be like, oh, would that be me? Yeah, I could see me doing everything that I'm doing right now because I've always been like this. Mm-hmm. Because because that's just you. You just you just always been being yourself and this is just who you turn up. Yeah, to this be. is just myself. It's never nothing I ever like. Oh, I want to do more. I want to do this. I want to do like I always just been like, oh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. And that's all it's about. I'm gonna figure out how to get the time to do it, but I'm gonna do that. (laughs) And And that's all it's about, man. Just living the Mm -hmm. life that you want to live. Like you, you just becoming the person. And knowing your limits. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing your knowing your own limits. You know, like I tell, I encourage being honest with yourself. Like, 
you're not going to be like me. You're not going to be able to wake up at 6.30 a.m. and be at work at 8 a.m. and work a 12-hour day shooting movies and, you know, being all over, carrying equipment and doing all this extra shit in the film industry and then come home and write emails or write a paper, right? Mm-hmm. And still yeah. have, and still have like, if Energy to work me, on like, something else. Yeah, no, it, like energy for people. Like my yeah. sister called me and she want to just gossip, you know? Or my grandmother called me and she want to gossip and I really got to listen, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to listen to grandma. Just, grandma you know, and it, it, it's just like people, I tell people this is not for the week, but if you really, truly in your heart, this is what you want and you're willing to go for, okay, this is what I want. I want to literally change the trajectory of my family forever. I want my, my kids to never live like I had to live. I want my grandkids to not even know what poverty is they go poverty right. what's that you know type shit like stunt on I, yeah not even a stunt but it's like i don't want my like i knew what evictions were when i was in like third fourth fifth grade like we you, was getting evicted a lot when i was you, a don't, kid. you don't want your kids to experience that shit like that it's very traumatic yeah if my if my kid is knows anything about that i want them to know from a helping standpoint yes, because exactly. they're helping people avoid situations like that you know not because they're the ones getting evicted like when i was a kid we was always getting evicted um we you know welfare food stamps all that stuff like i don't want my kids to have to deal with that and i want my grandkids to have to deal with that and i don't want them to be in a situation where they have to choose because you like when you poverty is a whole it's like a whole it affects everything that you do it yeah it's not it's not just make. one part of your life like it yeah it, it, it's a mindset you get stuck in my therapist tells me she says um you you've been you've been having to survive for so long that you really just don't know how to live like poverty wires uh-huh. you for survival it doesn't wire yeah. you to, to live and you got you got kids that live in like poverty right and mm-hmm. they get scholarships to go away to school but they're like the primary caretaker of their family they may raise all their young younger siblings exactly. so they decide not to go to that school and get that great education which in turn helps that poverty poverty cycle right perfect another perfect example you have an internship an unpaid internship which i think these are fucking racist as shit I don't care yeah, yeah I, hate unpaid unpaid internships. Internships. they're racist as shit but anyway you have an unpaid internship and you have a white kid who comes from a well-off family whose parents all pay all their bills and will always take care of them mm-hmm. versus you have a, 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 a kid, maybe from a, a black kid from a, a, a low-income neighborhood who can't afford to take an unpaid internship because they got student loans to pay off. They got this, they got that, right? You know, you got to work to feed so, yourself. Like, how am I going to have time so to work? This is how poverty life? affects your, your, your decision-making. Instead of you taking that unpaid internship at a great company that will set you up with a six-figure career later on yep. in life, you can't take that position because you can't pay your bills and eat right now. You're not in the and position so, like, to maximize your opportunity. Poverty literally influences every decision that you make like poverty it has links to obesity and like a lot of people don't realize that like when you are poor you will stop at mcdonald's like i used to stop at wendy's every night after work and get uh, a junior bacon cheeseburger and uh some fries and a water that's like barely three dollars exactly i'm saying like you eat a lot versus you eat a lot of unhealthy food and i just I lucked out. I didn't gain a lot of weight from eating Wendy's at night, but 
off the dollar menu. But like when you think about it, like poverty has links to obesity, poverty has links to anxiety, men- depression, anxiety, mental health issues, because it all affects you. Like when you poverty literally gives me, I literally have like PTSD from yeah living in poverty. Like if there's anything like, and I tell anybody any of this. Like I literally, my hair used to fall out from like financial stress because I never, ever, ever, ever want to get evicted ever again. Have mm-hmm. marshals come knocking on your door and just start picking your shit up and throwing it outside. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's so bad. Like like I'm real bad. If I hear a door open or close in my house, I have to go look and see what it is. You know? Yeah, like, it's I just can't. little little things like that, or like having your utilities cut off. Like I pay my utilities like months in advance it's so bad that like georgia power owes me like three hundred dollars right now and every time my bill comes they just deduct it from that because i used to pay them so much because i used to think i was late on my bill yeah i pay all my bills and it wasn't until i talked to somebody and they realized they're like like you have literal like issues from your childhood that where finances is like you're always going to make sure shit is paid because you don't, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going through that shit ever again. I'm never, ever, ever going to be I'm like, never even going to put myself like, in a position. Because it makes you make different decisions. Like, and, and like, I tell young women, like, yo, get your own fucking money. Right. And I really mm-hmm. want to stress this. If there are any young women listening, please like get your own fucking money. Why? Because young women, when they don't have their own money, their decisions that they make with the men or whoever they're dating. Are you still there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You broke up a little bit. Yeah. So I'm like, when, you know, you're a young woman and like you're in a relationship with a dude and maybe he's like paying all your bills because you can't afford to or maybe you can or, you know, whatever. Like when you make your own money, you make different decisions in relationships. You may not Mm -hmm. stay with a dude that's abusive or you may not. It gives um, you more leverage. It gives you more, yeah, and it's not saying that like, oh, men, all men hold money over women. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as a woman, when you have your own funds, you make different decisions when it comes to men. You're not just looking at a man like in one way or, you know, you're not, you won't allow him to take advantage of you in a certain situation. Not, I'm not saying that all men do this. I'm just saying like. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We understand. We understand. Yeah, I, as a woman, you just make better. You make better decisions that are based on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they, you know, people joke about like food. You know, they got she got me in her phone as food nigga, some shit like that. You know, and it's like, you know, there are women out there that use men because they don't have it. There are, yeah. you know, behind every joke, there is some truth. Everybody knows that. Just like there are men out there that use women for their bodies, right? We all know that. Hobosexuals, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, um, you just have as a woman, you have to be careful. You have to have your own funds because you never want to be in a situation where a man is holding money over your head, or he- maybe he's not holding money over your head, right? But maybe you feel like you can't leave a relationship that maybe you don't want to be in anymore. Maybe you just not really feeling him no more, right? He's not abusive. He's a nice guy. You just not feeling him no more, right? But mm-hmm. you don't got your own money. So now you stand with this dude that you're not really feeling no more because you're in you an uncompromising position. Yeah. You, and you're making, you know, really bad decisions in situations like that. And so I always stress to young women, like, yo, just make your own money because when you make your own money and you got your own shit, you think a little bit clearer. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You don't always, you know, saying what you said, homosexuals. You always got to be mm-hmm. spending the night over, some, over somebody's house when you got your own house. Exactly. You don't always gotta, and you don't always gotta go to somebody's house when you got your own house. You can be like, yeah. we can, you know, you 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 have a lot more control over any given situation. I would definitely yeah. say that 
you know, um, I'm, I'm not a woman, so I can't, you know, tell it from a woman's perspective, but. No, I just, it's just like women, like, you know, it's just like you, you want, as a woman, you want to have your own little, you know, little bank account with your own money in it. Anything happens because, you know, this happens to women a lot, you know, their mm-hmm. husband dies or something. Maybe the will wasn't updated or maybe the insurance didn't go through or something happens, right? Or maybe he was the primary breadwinner and she he paid all the bills and now she lost because he did. Yeah. You never want to be a woman in that kind of situation. You want to always make sure that you can function, you know? Same with dudes. I always tell dudes because dudes- Yeah, oh yeah, it's the same thing. You always got to be. I tell dudes all the time, I'm like, look, you do not need to be getting in a relationship and handing everything off to her, or you know, you 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 need to uh, share some of that load. You know what I'm saying? You know, there there's a joke about dads that be lost <laughs> when they when they kids <laughs> yeah, are when they, yeah, when they're that, that shit is real. Some dads be lost. You can't you really do. You, you can't let that be you. You can't let that be you, man. You can't. Yeah, you got to be prepared. You got to be. You have to. I always say the best partnerships work when each partner is their best is the best version of themselves. Like for any type of team to work, they always tell you you're only as strong as your weakest link. So you yep. really want to have these good relationships with people, and you want to you know be co- couples goals, and you want to have these fruitful relationships. You have to build yourself up first, which is why it, it's important to, like you said, be independent. It's also important to take breaks from dating to think about yourself and work on yourself, and it's also important to challenge yourself to be a better person and to do better things so that way you can do better so that you can attract better things into your life and and, and can live a better life exactly right that's that's all that's all that's about but are there any other tips that you'd like to share um with with young women especially young black women um trying to navigate get your bag get your bag don't wait on anybody to get a bag get your bag don't stop trying to get a bag because you want to be in a relationship. The relationships will always come. I tell this a little to young men too. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of young brothers and I got a bunch of, uh, God, I got two God brothers, bunch of cousins. You know, I have a little brother myself and it's like, I always tell them like, you know, don't chase women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Chase knowledge, chase your bag, be a complete you first. You know what I'm saying? Women will always be there. They will always be there. No matter if you, 25 and handsome or 60 and ugly as long as you got the knowledge in the bag women will always be there it does not matter right same thing i told women that like i tell women like focus on yourself always focus on yourself the more like the more focused on you are on you the more focused men will be on you as above if that's what you desire then that's what you'll get all you have to do is focus on yourself and like you know the women that get out there and they chase men they chase behind men i'm like let me tell you something Every time that I've ever uh, had men chase me is because I wasn't paying them no attention. And that's just that. And it's it's not saying like anything that like, you know, the object of your attention should be men, but like, don't be out here thinking it's going to be the end of the world that you're single. It's not. It's work, not on you, work on your business. Like, uh, it, you know, get a hobby. It's not a, that's not a death sentence. I don't know why people look at that as like a bad thing. Like, being single is not a bad thing. Being single is honestly, to me, I'm going to say this in my opinion, for me, for me personally, is one of the best things ever. Why? Because you are focused on yourself 
and there's no outside distraction. And I'm not saying that when you're in a relationship, that person is a distraction, but everybody knows when you get in a relationship, what do you do? You tend to make decisions that are not just based on you, to accommodate, the other, to accommodate the other person. Perfect example. I know plenty of people that went, were in high school and they was in relationships and they decided to choose a college that their boyfriend or girlfriend was going to or decided to stay home for school because their boyfriend or girlfriend was staying home for school instead of taking their ass out of the state on a full ride scholarship, right? Yep, happens all the time. Dumb, happens all the time. It's a dumb decision. Like you have to make decisions for yourself. And I'm not saying be selfish, but you know, like when you get in a relationship, you'll make, you know, you might not move out of state to get that job that you've been offered that's gonna pay you more money. Why? Because you're in this relationship with this person that lives here. And there's nothing wrong with staying, but you have to understand that when you're in a relationship, you're gonna make decisions that you know, may not put you in the best spot, but you're making it to be happy in a relationship rather than I should take this job in this other state. You know, this would be really good for my career. Everything has a cost. Everything has for, you know, yep. action. There's an equal, if not opposite reaction. So, you know, for whatever you want, you got to give something up. So, if, you know, that's what you want, that relationship. You can't take them long distance work hours. If, if you want to go work them long distance hours, you know, I mean, that long distance job, excuse me, if you want to go work that long distance job, you know, all the way across the country, you're going to sacrifice your relationship, you know, um, the stability of it, if not its entirety, but you're going to have to give up something. So it's all about knowing yourself and making the best decision based on what's the best for you, not what you think is best at the time, but what's going to be the best decision for you overall. Like that's what's important. That's what that that's what you know. What I'm saying that's I agree with you on that 100. That's what people. Yeah, should. if you if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But I think what we do in this generation is we place so much emphasis on being in love and romance and, and relationship goals. Not that there's anything wrong with being in love, anything like that. But we place so much emphasis on it that we push everything else to the side. And then next, you know, people be like, you know, old and retirement age. You know, regretting things of the past I should have did this mm -hmm. I should have done and I'm not saying you should be so career driven but I think people if they, if they focus on self a little bit more and they will live more fulfilling lives then the lives will be better you'll have more better relationships you'll have more time to spend with people if you could just sacrifice a little bit of your time and for better yourself, yourself <laughs> for yourself you could spend all the time in the world fulfilling these relationships and having these long-lasting memories but what people do is they chase memories and they chase all these memories and the memories don't even be that good at the end of the day they realize oh dang i wish i would have did this i wish i would have did exactly this. Tried harder you know you know and don't get stuck on nostalgia like she said like yeah you gotta look at memories objectively sometimes like was this really a good time what else happened this day where i'm reminiscing about this like be real like a lot of your best memories with somebody happened on a day where y'all had the worst argument so was it, you know, was that really, you know, your best memory with that person? Is that really something that you should be torn up over? No, you really need to move on and find you something more productive to do because you can't waste time dwelling on that. You, you just can't. If you're trying to get, if you're trying to get anywhere, you just can't waste time dwelling on, on things that don't serve you. You got to take your time seriously, your energy seriously, and you really have to move with a purpose and you have to do it in everything you do. Like, you really just got to embody that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to lie to you, Tara. I'm, you know, um, I'm plumb at the end of my list. Uh, we really cover everything 
really greatly. Um, I really appreciate how uh, we are able to really kind of dig into people and, you know, really get down to fundamentals because a lot of life is, in my opinion, is a lot of the fundamentals repeated over and over again, like tests. So I'm, I really do appreciate having you on. I appreciate all the knowledge that you, you know, dropped on us. Um, myself, I learned a lot, a, a lot during this time. I learned a lot from this podcast myself. So I really do appreciate having you on. And, and if, if there's anything else you'd like to add, please feel free to. No, thank you for having me on. I just ask everybody to go to forstackersonly.com, sign up, check the links out, tell a friend, tell please a friend, do. and y'all be easy. And also, please stay tuned. Um, spring collection is going to be out soon. It may or may not. It was probably going to push more mid-April. We're come. We're, there's going to be two main drops. There's going to be one big main drop on the website, and then another smaller drop that's also going to be on the website. But probably, you know, pre-orders are password protected. So, you know, that's all. That's it for the gang news. So, as always, live grande. Hopefully, you learned something during this presentation. If you didn't, that's on you. Listen to it again. Grab a notepad and try and learn something. Um, be blessed out there. Live grande. Get the most out of each situation. Love yourself. Put yourself first um, and put yourself out there.